0: What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles welcoming you back to another installment of Lyles Movie Files. Yeah, I was really so upset that the Rams won the Super Bowl. I had to take a week off. Not kidding. I was a little sick, but I'm back. Almost better than ever. Holding it down with me, as always, is little brother Jace. How you doing, bro-shot?
1: Good. Glad to have you back and ready to podcast, man.
0: Yes. So, next Friday... Matt Reeves the Batman arrives in theaters on a scale of 1 to 10 what is your interest level for this movie?
1: Okay. The trailers are getting my I am above average but I still think I'm probably like the real C plus level of excitement because this is a DC film. I just as I've said a thousand times DC has let me down with their decisions and trying to create a new property and trying to keep me excited about something. Hey, we're going to reinvent the wheel every five years. Just is not engaging enough for me to, you know, continue to stick around. Like, oh, wait, you guys got a really good idea on this. Oh, wait, we're going to scrap it and make you watch another Batman origin movie. Like, uh, I don't really know if I'm that excited. It's like, yeah, we won't see... We probably won't see his uh, Martha and uh, his dad die. I mean, Thomas Wayne die. But that's not a, I mean, that's not a given. Everybody cast him in secret and everybody's like, oh, great, another daggone origin. I mean, we can't even get the small version, like we saw of Jeffrey Dean Morgan and... Um, Morgan. Gosh, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, like, the two seconds that are there, you know, their cameo in Death of... I mean, was that Justice League or Daughter's Justice. Yeah. So it's like, you're gonna, we're going to reinvent the wheel. It looks, and I will say this this could be really good trailer work. That it looks like um, Zoe, uh, Kravitz, and Robin Passion look like they have good chemistry on the trailers. Uh, Colin Farrell looks very different as Penguin, which is intriguing. There looks like there is action in this movie, which is intriguing. But it's still DC. <laughs> and I can't trust it.
0: Can't trust it. You up flavor, flave. So maybe this will help you feel a little bit better. Matt Reeves has confirmed that he and Warner Brothers are already in talks for a sequel. This will give you more confidence.
1: So was Zack Snyder.
0: We have to move past that. We've got to move on. Just, they just—they learn their lessons. All
1: right. So let me ask you: How long was the original cut of the movie, and how long is the new cut?
0: I don't know. I—I you know, I'm a little. I feel like when they release it on Blu-ray or 4K, it's not going to be an extended cut because this movie's three hours, and that is basically your your typical Zack Snyder actual movie story and to pieces. So I think <laughs> they're gonna actually let him tell his story. So if nothing else, Maris gets to do his version of the Batman with this version kind of. I
1: Mean that that oddly enough, that actually has me more like again, puts me to that C plus level versus the C level, which would be Disney. I mean uh, not Disney but Warner Brothers movie. So it's like okay you're letting the story flesh out. I hope you you have a lot of characters to work with Batman, but you're also given, hopefully, enough time to develop all of their reasons for being in Gotham, and you don't just instantly, hey, what about Joker? It's like, if you're not bringing Joker in here, don't mention Joker. Like, don't do exactly what Batman begins. Like, I got a card. That's all I got. We'll see where it takes us. But don't mess with Joker at all. Don't mention him. He's not a thing. It's
0: so funny you mention that. I started while I was... No, no, no. no this isn't a thing okay. I was just on the couch, you know, super fatigued. And I just needed something to watch. And Netflix actually has the Nolan trilogy. So I started watching The Dark Knight. And then I was like, wait a second. I'm seeing The Batman this week. This isn't fair to any Batman movie to watch The Dark Knight the same week. is just... It's not fair. And so I, I stopped... Right around the time where Hockey Pad's Batman climbs up, you know, gets slammed against the the window. Oh, you should be. I mean that, that's the part where the movie starts to really escalate to uh it's it's about to get real now. And I was like, you should stop at this point right here. Yeah.
1: If you if you get to if you get to China, it's over. You're just never coming back.
0: No, uh, he had already gone past China.
1: Really? I thought
0: yeah, he had brought the guy back, and that's why the mob called Joker in to start doing his thing, and ruin oh, the
1: chaos. You,
0: you,
1: you, got some. You got some. Man, you got some. You got something up here, man. Because I would have been like, "Sorry, Matt Reeves, you got no chance." <laughs> <Like, laughs>
0: only dude. because I was seeing it this week. Like, if it was next week, I just kept going. But I was like, mm, let, "Let's hold up." So, yeah, that's that's, a, that's not a fair comparison at it, all. Absolutely not. So, so now we've got that on the on the table. We've already we know Riddler, Penguin, or Riddler, Penguin, and Catwoman are going to be in this movie. For a Matt Reeves sequel, what Batman villain would you like to see? Would it be someone we've already seen on the big screen, or someone who just hasn't gotten that that shot on the big screen that could still work as a viable film length?
1: Batman villain. Okay, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure you and Gunner have said one of the best villains they could actually do a fooling is Hush. Like, because I have Hush, the animated movie. I I liked it, but I didn't read the I didn't even read the graphic novel, so I wasn't as like salty about it. But I thought, okay, this is a good a good workable villain, and they tried to use him in Batwoman and it was still, like, you guys kind of rushed that, but there seems like there is a good character in there. I think if they did something like full length, I think that would probably be somebody that we have not seen. It's not Bane. It's not Asriel, which wouldn't probably work too early in Batman's Rome without Bane. Uh, You don't need Killer Croc, because Killer Croc is, like, one fight. Um, You don't need, I mean, Mad Hatter is a 15-minute dude. So you need somebody psychological who can mess with Batman enough so it can't just be all action. So I think Hush would probably be a good one to go with.
0: But see, you mentioned all the reasons why it seems like this version of Riddler is a hybrid of Hush and Riddler. It's got the bandaged-up face. And and the real crux of the Hush storyline is all of the villains are coming Around the same time, and Batman has to deal with them. Coincidentally, while Hush is working beyond the shadows, and it's not quite the same thing as a long Halloween, which I think is more of a viable story for a movie because you can still incorporate all the villains without spending as much time. Because I, outside of maybe Mister Freeze, but I don't think that's the character that Matt Reeves would incorporate in his movies.
1: Well. Okay, they just... And and, this, and maybe I'm saying this because they just did Long Halloween as an animated movie. I don't think they would go too quick to make that into a live-action movie. But that, I mean, what was it? Um, I mean, Long Halloween was really uh, Batman Dark Knight, wasn't it?
0: No, Long Halloween is the Long Halloween. The Dark Knight... Took elements of the Long Halloween for its name, and yeah. but not enough that that is because I mean the whole deal with that is a holiday killer. Now, if they wanted to just go, okay, let's let's scrap all the bad guys from it and just make it the Holiday Killer versus Batman, that could still work. But I think Long Halloween works so well because of the random cameos of the various villains. And you don't have to give them a, a huge role, but I think maybe that's the best choice because I feel like they've really knocked out all of the major film-worthy bad guys for Batman. Yeah,
1: but I, I don't. I, I mean, like I was just like the list I've named. I'm like, okay, you take those guys. After that, beside the Marones and Falconis, you're in some C-level bad guys who shouldn't. I mean, unless you have like, hey. I'm really connected with this character as a kid. I'd love to see him. I'd rather to make a bigger profile for this guy or girl and really actually make him somebody fleshed out that people are going to be talking about 10 years later as a bad guy. Unless you've got a story like that, I think you're probably going to have to go with a good graphic novel and like, hey, we're going to have to run this and, and let it go as, as, as the next movie.
0: Poison Ivy could be a character like that, but I just feel like... They, they are trying to make her a fan favorite or a face in the comics, and I think they kind of shy away from that. But I think she could work, but I just, the whole deal is they have so many villains for Batman that, you know, he fights them one time and then he fights them a second time and beats them, that it'd be tricky. Ironically, the best villain that would work for Batman is Destro. And they were like, no, nah, we don't want to do that version. Which is like, well, he was the best one still on the table. Even though he is a first and foremost Teen Titans villain. But, and I think maybe um, Nightfall would be a great live action adaptation. I think we're past the point now where, all right, what new villain are we going to bring the, to the forefront? I think we can throw a bunch of them on the screen. Like, you know who these characters are. Are they inviting Bane and then John Paul Valley showing up as the dark Batman reinforcing this, for Bruce Willis? But isn't this
1: him. guy so new you couldn't do uh old season veteran Batman like that's I mean that's the problem with starting him so young I mean I, I mean that's ai I wouldn't say a problem if you're trying if you're trying to run this franchise for ten years, but he's on his own separate earth, so it's just Batman, so you're not putting him with anybody else, so it's like Are you going to talk, like... I think you mentioned a couple episodes ago, it's like, maybe this time would be the time to introduce Robin. Like, actually a good live-action Robin. Because he is so new as being Batman. And create a... And go with the storyline from that. Much more than trying to create the bad guy, villain. Like, all right, let's do Batman and Robin. And go from there. And then create... And not having... Not put Joker again. Batman and Robin... Maybe in Mr. Freeze or and the Mob and that's our movie. Maybe that's the way to go.
0: Maybe maybe it's the Marconi family and Robin. But again, I'm I'm the more I'm thinking about it, I feel like we need Robin in these movies just to differentiate them from these super realistic, super gritty, super toned down versions of Batman. Um, yeah. Robert Pattinson did an interview recently and said that it's very unlikely that Superman is going to be a part of Matt Reeves' Batverse because they're trying to keep it grounded and realistic.
1: <laughs> Get out of the superhero business if you want grounded and realistic. Dang, on. Like, seriously, Marvel makes movies with people out of space, and you want grounded and realistic? Like, what do you want? It's like. What did you guys hire everybody who's grounded and realistic? and doesn't want to make money? Come on! He, he made a daggone show about Planet of the Apes. Like, are you really mean grounded? Come on!
0: <laughs> that is the thing that, that more than most things makes me want to hit my head against the wall. Because it's just... You're, you're in a medium where the character fights an uh, undead zombie, a uh, woman that controls plants... A dude who fell in a vat of acid and somehow his face turned white and his hair is green. There's so many fantastic elements of Batman that to go, how can we make this more realistic? Automatically makes me go, well, why are you trying to do that?
1: I mean, it's like Christopher Nolan, you say, hey, we wanted to make a hyper-realistic Batman. Christopher Nolan has taken that and done. There's no more... Super hyper realistic Batman. It's like don't do a realistic take of a superhero who hangs out with Batman, who's been fighting Vandal Savage back when he was the dawn before the dawn of man. Like, just stop that. It's stupid. Yeah. Like, and you keep trying to do it every time. I mean, it's like, oh, we're we're gonna make ours hyper realistic. Marvel's being successful and not hyper realistic, but we want to be hyper realistic, and nobody sees our movie, and then we complain to our shareholders on why we can't make money.
0: The high-octane thriller Run and Gun is now streaming on Redbox. After he's blackmailed into one last job for the mob, an ex-criminal must face his violent past to protect his family when a deadly double-cross puts him on the run from ruthless assassins. He's not a bad guy, he's just having a bad day. Stream Run and Gun instantly on Redbox On Demand today, it's a rated R from our friends at Paramount Pictures. And Biles Movie Files listeners can get a free digital copy of the film. All you've got to do is hit me up on Files at gmail.com and I will send a digital copy right away to you. Again, it's run and gun from our friends at Paramount Pictures and Rated R. Now back to the show. Speaking of that, as we transition into Marvel, so Spider-Man No Way Home is the third highest grossing movie domestically. All time. Hyperrealistic, I'm sure. Yeah, because of the portals from different realities. (laughs) I was trying to think of a scenario and a situation where another film could possibly get that same level of excitement. Because I felt like both Avengers Infinity War and Endgame really benefited from all the groundwork put into all those films that led up to them. And it created this surge, you know, basically from the, back in 2012 when Thanos was shown, all the way to 2019 when Endgame came out. And it just felt like, man, nothing's gonna touch this. And then Endgame came pretty, I'm sorry, No Way Home, came pretty close to, you know, knocking on that threshold of, hey, I'm, I'm also part of this impossible to beat movie thing. And I was thinking, The only franchise, the only movie, series that could have possibly done that was the X-Men. And they crapped out on those opportunities. I think Days of Future Past was a really decent, really good movie. I I enjoyed it. That was one of my favorites of the X-Men movies. X-Men First Class, right up there. But they just kept cranking out movie after movie and then disregarding the opportunities of the excitement of having... All these characters together days of future past was okay here we go but they never like that could have been what no way home what in-game infinity war was but but i don't know if there is an opportunity for anything else to do that especially with dc going nah dude we need our movies more realistic and we're getting rid of that money
1: um i think you actually on the right franchise but it's going to be the second or third X Men movie that's going to have a chance to knock these numbers out. If I mean, if the, you use, I mean, again, you got Kevin Feige. He's going to make it so you guys don't make a. Uh, I don't want. I'm not trying to bury any turtles, but let's pass. He's not going to let X Men become an internal. He's like, no, this is a franchise that, especially if, well kind of could be interpreted saying like hey the end game was the last Avengers movie we would need something like X-Men all of their various storylines and all those characters by the time they get to whatever their logical end point or close to their real one you really want to see I think that is the only thing that has enough character in depth and depth and to actually make it so hey we're, we want to go see this and Pre-pandemic levels, or no, surpassing No Way—I mean uh, No Way Home. I don't—I don't think there is currently probably like Guardians of the Galaxy Four is not going to touch No Way Home. Um, Three, I'm uh, sorry, like that's not going to touch No Way Home. It's—we're it, want we'll to go see it. It'll be fun, but it—I mean, No Way Home was literally like it was. A, you went and saw it, and then you're like, this is everything I would want in the Spider-Man movie in a Marvel. Comic book movie, and again, yeah, I I don't, I just don't see anything touching that.
0: And I think, I mean, in both properties, I mean, both companies, absolutely not Warner Brothers in DC. And I'm kind of worried in the sense with the X Men movies because Fox just was like, ooh, let's spoil this great story, let's spoil this one, let's ruin Dark Phoenix twice, let's ruin, um. Gosh, there's so many things. Magneto cannot be used. Magneto. Yeah, like they totally made it so Magneto and Mystique have to be on the bench. And that's not a problem because they have lots of great stories without them. But it's just like, why did y'all continue to just hammer so many good stories out the way without having a plan and then going, oops, oh well?
1: They Honestly, like they, the Fox's problem was they like the actors they cast as the bad guys so much they weren't going to let them go to do all the properties. Yeah. They were like, hey, we got you hooked in here for a five movie deal and it doesn't matter if the storyline... Hey, you're going to be... You're going to be what? Apocalypse Horseman. <laughs> Why? Doesn't matter. You're, you are... You're in. Oh, Dark Phoenix, should you be hanging in with Dexman? Don't know. We don't care. You're in this movie. Yeah. It's... Always. It's like... It's just like... It was... I mean... Did somebody? I, I stopped at um, Apocalypse. I'm like, I can't... Even if you got it on Disney+, Plus, I'm not that bored I can go to Dark Phoenix. It's just like, I can't... Eat. I
0: will say again, that Dark Phoenix has one of the better X-Men fighting scenes and the ability to just actually scrub and get to it makes it so much better than actually watching the movie. But it's a really cool fight scene. It's like, oh man, you guys actually know how to use the X-Men in fighting style, but they're, they're a real problem. I think maybe a dark horse could be a Fantastic Four. Because I think that, oh, look, here's Chris Evans showing up his human torch. That could maybe get people kind of like laughing or whatever. And they could keep building the Fantastic Four movies. Because we can't count Galactus with what we got before. So he's still fresh. And there's so much wide open stuff with them. They could do an Annihilation storyline centered around... Captain Marvel, Fantastic Four, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, they could do so much that it would still that they could use them as the big anchor for a big event.
1: Well, I, I was gonna say like is now giving Eternals credit uh, when they use the Celestial. That was that could have easily been uh, Galactus. I mean, that's that's so you basically uh, we got the technology so we can easily do a Galactus kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um. You could actually, I mean, because th- this is the weird thing about the Fantastic Four movies from Fox were not bad movies. I don't, care, I mean, it's like you might call them the first
0: two.
1: I'm sorry, there were only two. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it's like it was was just it? Okay, no, it didn't count as a Fantastic Four movie. Those two movies were fine. I mean, it was like if you you say they were campy. I mean, they weren't. Were they? On Marvel level, no. But can you watch... I think they are both watchable movies. They're
0: very and, watchable. Their biggest problem was they trashed and didn't understand how
1: to use Doctor Doom. That was a big problem. Right. And that, and, and that's, that's that's my exception one. that Doctor Doom is a Marvel villain. He's not just exclusively Fantastic Four. He's the one of the big... I mean, it's like if you go to how many... Secret Wars: The bad guy is Doctor Doom. It's not anybody else. It's Doctor Doom taking away the Beyonder's powers or some, and becoming the man who's basically reshape reality. And that is definitely a storyline you w- want to build to in the Fantastic Four universe. And that means do not touch Doctor Doom until it is time.
0: Honestly, the thing um, with Secret Wars is it is such a pick up and go story. All the heroes are plucked from their normal lives. So you don't even have to set it up. It's just, you could have like the Thor love and thunder with the beyonder, noticing earth all of a sudden. Hmm. And then just taking the heroes and the villains and putting them into a battle royal, which is basically all Secret Wars is. But you need to establish a new version of Avengers. You're Fantastic Four. Maybe throw in the Guardians with this because, you know, they've been around for a minute. Mm. X-Men. I've Spider-Man. And then a few random characters like Daredevil, Doctor Strange. you are good. I
1: mean, your your TV like, universe should... But, I mean, in, in the fact they are making a very extended TV universe like Ms. Marvel... Uh, uh, gosh, what's her name? She-Hawk. Oh, God. Not, not She-Hawk. Who I was... I uh,
0: America
1: Chavez. America Chavez. Um, Monica Rambo you're gonna have a lot of characters that you can use for and I don't think you have this deep built uh, bench of bad guys to use and I think that's something they need to work if they I mean if you want to get to secret wars you got to build up your bad guy bench and not make them jokes I mean I don't think Marvel doesn't I mean MCU doesn't do a bad job at their bad guys but you can't have them redeem bad guys you got to go these guys are the bad guys and go from there and then and it's like but again it's like you don't teach like you have to make it so dr doom is your bad guy um her, you man and but they they, i think they could do that with the I mean the tools they actually and marvel has like they're they're not we're not hyper realistic we actually understand that we have big imaginative properties that actually get kids to actually think of hey this would be cool hey I can try and do something like that. Hey, I can make a rocket ship to go to Mars because, hey, I dreamed of it or I actually saw it in a TV show versus, oh, I'm hyper-realistic. I can drive a four, a Chevy Mustang down the street. Woohoo! Big job, big whoop me. Like, sorry, I'm like rambling.
0: Speaking of driving, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, speaking of driving, <laughs> since we just mentioned it, Brie Larson wants to join up with the Fast and Furious. She said that that would be one of her dream projects. And unlike some people, Rock, who don't want anything to do with the franchise, she actually wants it. And, you know, Rita Larson does all the car commercials. So what do you think? Would she be a good fit in this?
1: Hey, I would want to see her more than if she was in it. I don't want to see her like the uh, Rita Oro uh, cameo where she's go race. Like, if y'all want to have her, I mean, she's an actress. Who deserves some actual screen time? I don't think she could work with Kurt Russell's team. You know, after they got betrayed like five times, they probably need blood in there. So I, I can see her working with him, and I think it would be cool.
0: Yeah, she could. She could be Mrs. Nobody, take his place or something. Yeah. Yeah. Since we don't know his fate. Okay. Uh, Marvel's Disney Plus is about to get some additions. The Marvel Netflix shows are about to. Vamoose from Netflix, and that means you're about to run out of time to watch Iron Fist Season 1, Jessica Jones Season 2, and all those lovely shows.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, who's got the time to watch Jessica Jones Season... I'm sorry, did you watch Jessica Jones Season 3? I
0: still have it. I have you know, I mean, that, that second season, gosh, I just... It's like, man, this is the most depressing, bleak. Now, that was a bleak, depressing show. And it was no fun. I was like, all right, I don't care if you have a season three. I'm, I'm good.
1: It was like, all my friends suck, and all my family sucks.
0: Yeah, but her friends didn't suck because they're sucky friends. They suck because she was a sucky friend.
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, it's like, hey, Malcolm, would you like to be a not horrible person? No, I got to deal with Jessica all the time. Man, She sucks. She's it's like, hey, Patty, did you like to nunsuck? No, Jessica sucks. It's like, no, yeah, I, I that was, yeah, that was that was not a trick I was gonna go down and, even though it's the last, I think it's the last week to watch them. I'm like, I could, I would probably watch, if I out of the shows that we, no one likes, partic- I would rather watch uh, Iron Fist season one versus watching uh, Jessica Jones season three. It's like
0: scaling, so um, the real question is, how much will Luke Cage and the Punisher be impacted by this switch over to Disney Plus?
1: Are they going? I mean, I know there's a rumor, there's a rumor they're gonna, those two shows are gonna go maybe to Hulu Plus, and I think that I would almost, I would probably prefer that versus them doing any kind of chops and editing to um, Punisher or Luke Cage. I mean, like. Luke Cage is, they, I mean, Luke Cage is full of adult storylines. I don't know if, even though, like, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier dealt with some real heavy topics, I don't think it, it, it is nowhere near as adult-oriented as season two of Luke Cage, where it was like, oh, this is really heavy stuff that they were dealing with in that season. So I I'd ra- I think I'd rather push those to a little more mature. Uh, channels versus them trying to just edit them out.
0: I don't know, dude. I was pretty right when you think about it. But, I don't know. Not my call, not my decision. What is my call, though? It's that magical time. Who is your nominee for Dummy of the Week, dear brother?
1: Well, my Dummy of the Week is uh, Miss Alyssa from Merited First Sight. Uh, Aly- Alyssa thought, yeah, I don't like the dude I'm actually going to be with. I, as soon as I see him but I'm gonna scam my way to have a vacation in Puerto Rico for a week not have to see it, tolerate the dude cause gonna I, I don't wanna be talking to the dude I'm married to who does that and I'm gonna tell the camera people all of this every possible time I can and supposedly I think the camera people don't actually have the cameras on me at all the time
0: right my favorite I don't
1: wanna come up with the gag guy cause if I do it's your fault uh we're just recording what you say. Oh. I'm a
0: very good person. That was like her catchphrase. I feel like I should get a T-shirt that says I'm a very good person with the with a smiley face. So I was looking on, you know, sending a text, and I needed a GIF, and and I entered in dramatic, and they already had Alyssa. <laughs> uh, he, he wants a divorce from me,
1: but I'm a very good person. Uh. Yeah, I mean mean, it's like I I have the greatest idea You take the apartment for the first month I'll take it for the second month And this is a win for me I mean everybody Because I want to be part of the experience I don't want to talk to you at all But I I want the cameras on me It's not that I want to be on TV I just want the apartment that's probably closer to my job And it's way better than my apartment Because as we've seen from most of these people's apartment This place is pretty That place is pretty dang nice so, I understand her. Hey, uh, can I stick around? But the producer's like, yeah, we don't want to spend rent on this place if uh, he doesn't want you. You've obviously told him in every non-word that you could ever tell a person. I'm not interested. I think it's a good idea for him to get it. Like, even Pastor the like, Chris, speak your truth. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to dissuade you at all. Just, yes. Mm-hmm. Same I'm not And then when Alyssa speaks... Hey, his, his non-verbals were hilarious on, on, on hey, Chris's dis, I mean uh, Chris's d- decision day, he's like
0: oh. yeah, Pastor Kyle would have been like you better tell her and he was like
1: hey. <laughs> I mean, it's like I, I, mean, I admit that I said I was not going to touch Marin at first sight with a 10 foot pole but they make remote controls wireless so it's not an issue <laughs> so those dudes. <laughs> that that couple was sadly they might have been used for ratings because I would love to see the compatibility score test that said these two were going to be compatible <laughs> but th- for the entertainment value 20. they were worth. 20. <laughs> <Wait, laughs> possible one thousand right. sure it's,
0: it's like why, why, why are why we casting her on the show at all
1: I mean, hey, they. I'm sure they're doing everything nice in their power to make sure Chris is like, can I see those scores? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That seems like you're going to try and sue us to take us to arbitration. <laughs> we don't want that. So what can we do for you not to ask those questions? Hey, man, you
0: can you, you get off the show. It's okay. My dummy of the week... You don't like to stay in the apartment? <laughs> uh, yeah. My dummy of the week is whoever came up with the cast of Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother 3. This was a train wreck and we didn't even get to talk about it because for some reason they just wanted to CB the Olympics like we're going to run through every episode during the Olympics and I'm like listen if you have cast house guests who don't even want to be there I'm going to watch some snowboarding I'm going to watch some alpine skiing over I'd really like to go home sorry we're going to vote to evict the other person and it felt like they had two people who knew how to play the game the entire season and nobody else knew what to do like Lamar Odom was in the house by week three and still going so um what happens if there's a veto Allen you know what
1: dude I mean didn't they at one point have them like the celebrities kind of did their own like take on the game and kind of like hey here's why I'm coming in here I think I'm you know I'm my C level celebrity but you know I'm thinking this hundred you know five hundred thousand would really help pay my bills so I'm trying to win it
0: I need them to go to a lower level of Celebrity too, because they felt that these celebrities were so important they could only be in the house for a month, as opposed to the regular like three months of a Big Brother season. It was too quick, and it still felt like it was super long. I don't know how they managed that, but yeah. Impressively. I can go find some house guests for Big Brother Celebrity Season 4, but whew, this one was an abomination.
1: Right. what a stink!
0: and bad comedy alright bro well hopefully this was not an abomination for you all watching thank you as always little bro and thank you all for watching this episode of Louds Movie Files has been filed <laughs>